0: into A to Z Sports Prime Time on a Thursday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for award-winning customer service, quality American-made Ford vehicles, and a non-commissioned sales staff that does not put any pressure on you. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. Of course, you know you can go to the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage when you need your dream address without the stress. Apparently, the dream address for the UCLA Bruins and the University of Southern California Trojans is the Big Ten Conference. They got the intel, probably, from the Gary Ashton team. You can do that, too, at GaryAshton.com. So, looking at what we've got in uh, in this massive news. So, this comes out. In the middle of the day, I think around sometime in the 11 o'clock central time hour, for those of you who exist in that time time zone. And this news, this reporting uh, initially that was first uh, put out there by the Bay Area News Group, Southern Cal and UCLA, leaving the Pac-12 conference to join the Big Ten. This is yet another after texas and oklahoma have le- left the big 12 or plan to leave the big 12 and have set those processes in motion it's a massive defection that's really accelerating what we may well see as the demise of college sports now college sports as a whole i think this ends up being beneficial for college football because that's what a lot of this that's basically where a lot of this is being driven from. College football is what makes the most sense. The college football television contracts, the college basketball television contracts, and how much more money you can make if you bundle. So looking at this for USC and UCLA, I mean, the Big Ten's leadership voted unanimously that they would join the league as soon as the 2024-2025 academic year. So that would be the year before the uh, SEC absorbs, at least if they're to stick with this current timeline, Texas and Oklahoma right now. So it's another big leap in the biggest brands in college sports becoming these super conferences. And it was it was honestly jaw-dropping for me to see the news, but I wanted, I want to know how you reacted to it. I want to know what you think this means for the sport of college football. Let me know in the comments on Facebook, YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch if you would be so kind. What was your first reaction to UCLA and USC joining the Big Ten? We'll talk about that together. Uh, and while you give me your reaction, I'll let you hear from CBS Sports HQ, who had a pretty good uh, who had a pretty good breakdown. Of this whole situation
1: how big is this for the big 10 which went from 10 to 11 and then to 12 and then to 14 and now 16. oh first of all it's terrible for the alliance i don't know what's going to happen between that with the pac-12 <laughs> right. and the big 10 but this is it's it's a huge move this is I I don't think we're done here, because realistically, if USC and UCLA are joining the Big Ten, like you said, the closest Big Ten school right now to those two in Los Angeles is Nebraska. I don't know if they want to join the conference thinking that they will be the only two West Coast teams in the conference in the long haul. So I wouldn't be shocked at all to see another couple programs, maybe Oregon or Washington, joining the Big Ten as a follow-up to this. But as far as the Big Ten, like Barrett was saying, I think that this is somewhat of a necessary move, considering what the SEC did by going out and getting Texas and Oklahoma. And I think if we go back to, you know, over a decade ago to when conference realignment really started kicking into gear that saw the Big Ten expand from 10 to 11 to 12 to 14, that saw the SEC expand to 14... Two Super Leagues has kind of been the most likely endpoint for this ever since that happened. And if you look at television deals and things that are going on, the SEC recently signed a very large television deal. The Big Ten is in negotiations right now for a new television deal that will probably see it getting even more money than the SEC just got. And you look at that compared to what the ACC, Big 12, and the Pac-12 have been able to get from their television deals or will be able to get. I think this is just a natural reaction. Big brands like UCLA and USC are going to want to join the Big Ten in order to survive in a college football future that is probably going to look a lot different than the college football past that we've become accustomed to. Okay,
0: It's crazy. Uh, It's absolutely insane. What was your reaction? That video, again, courtesy of CBS Sports HQ, a really, I thought, -thought well-thought-out breakdown. And Basically, who comes next, right? That's what's the next domino to fall in the middle of all this. So it's uh, your Two Rivers Ford take. What was your first reaction when you saw the news that UCLA and USC were going to join uh, the Big Ten? I don't know if they're leaders. I don't know if they're legends. I don't know if we're still doing that in the Big Ten. That was a very, very embarrassing time in the conference's conference's long and esteemed history. But anyway, it's your Two Rivers Ford take. It's brought to you by Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford is where you go for quality American-made Ford vehicles and a buying experience, a shopping experience, unlike any other. That's because their stale staff, they don't work on commission, which means that you are not going to feel any pressure on you, whether you're looking for a new vehicle on the lot, whether you're going to do like I did and do the Built for You program, or you're going to check out any number of their pre-owned vehicle inventory. One of the state's largest selections of vehicles across the board. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at riversford.com. So, what was your initial reaction? Jeff Rubel, our resident Ohio State fan, um, and obviously probably, you know, I mean, this is this is good news for every team in the Big Ten, for sure. It's why New York, and, uh, or rather why Rutgers, uh, representing the New York television market, I guess, was the plan. And Maryland, when they joined the Big Ten, they wanted a better television deal and now they're going to get one. I'm fascinated to know what happens what what becomes of the ACC, right? Because you've got two of the Power 5 cannibalizing the other two and how this kinds of kind of plays out, what does this mean for the ACC and what does this mean for independents like Notre Dame? How do you how do you continue to exist in this world? Now Notre Dame's been a big enough brand for a long time, but I mean this landscape is changing very, very quickly. And again, I go back to the clip from CBS who follows UCLA and USC? Because I think the logic of, yeah, it's not just going to be the two West Coast schools that are going to join this thing. They're going to figure out a unique scheduling situation where you end up with basically 20 teams in two massive super leagues. That's what the end result is going to be for all this. And what Jeff says is that he's known this is possibly happening for months, so not a real surprise to me. My dad's response was, "You're effing, uh, you're effing me." That's what I'm saying. Like this, it's a completely, uh, it's a completely new world um, in college football, and from the business standpoint, I think it makes the most sense from the interest level of fans in rivalries that you're going to see just absolutely washed out, maybe they end up being rivalries that they move from the Pac-12 into the Big 10 or from the Big 12 into the SEC, and you try to maintain those rivalries with the amount of attrition that is probably still going to happen, but it's all driven by television dollars. The Pac-12 network hasn't been all that successful. The ACC network is pretty interesting because I think it's still... I, my understanding is the ACC is only like three or four years old; like it hasn't been around for that long. So I'm not familiar with how their television rights um, are currently negotiated or where they might be in a television contract with the networks at this point. But kind of looking at what ESPN and Fox are doing, it's it, it's a bidding war for these entities. And now you have you know Joe Buck being traded for one Big Ten game in the fall so that he can do Monday Night Football free SPN. These games make so much money, so much money. And that's exactly what's going to completely recreate the, uh, recreate the whole situation, um, the whole situation in college football, completely recreated. Sean Anderson asks a question that I, I probably a lot of people are asking um, or some version of that, I guess is what I should say. Cause Sean says, why would the big 10 even allow this? Well, I just told you money, you know, money they want more money. The Big Ten is going to get more money if they put Los Angeles in the middle of their tele- television package. you can only do so much rating with Nebraska and like I said I mean we talked about Maryland Maryland and Rutgers. Maybe you have some interest there but this is a completely different ad. the interest level, the brand name and the competition, And the competition for eyeballs, even in a market like L.A., where the Rams have absorbed a lot of air, the Lakers exist in perpetuity, no matter how inept they might be. And I think the Dodgers are still a really, really big draw. You're going to start bringing – I saw Colin Cowherd make this point. I thought it was pretty – I mean, he would have better knowledge of it than I because he lives in Los Angeles, and I know he goes to a lot of USC and UCLA games. But UCLA doesn't fill their stadium. So what do you do to fill the stadium and to make more money on top of the television dollars? Well, you bring in Ohio State because you know who wants to go to Los Angeles in the middle of dreary, dark, Midwestern November where it gets dark at 4 p.m. Central time and seasonal depression hits you hard? The entire Ohio State fan base is going to go to that game. If Ohio State plays USC at home or UCLA at home, In Los Angeles. It is going to be crazy. Now, at a certain point, you're going to see some trimming of the fat, too, by the way. I I think this is, I think stuff like this is terrible news for Vanderbilt in the SEC. I think the SEC is dying to get rid of Andy. I think the Big Ten is dying to get rid of deadweight programs that they carry. Now, who's a deadweight program at this point can be contended because there's more haves and like have nots. There's a greater disparity between the haves. And have knots in the SEC than there is in any other conference for sure. But looking around at this, man, it is, it is really, really interesting to see how quickly this just this, it just it overtook everything. And I think it's the most interesting thing in sports right now, bar none. Uh, this was something that this was something, again, I want to play you this clip because I think it's for those of you who didn't hear it. Uh, The the breakdown of USC and UCLA and what it means for future dominoes to fall. And I want to ask you the question, once you hear this clip, who do you think follows them next? Because I think that's the next piece of this.
1: How big is this for the Big Ten, which went from 10 to 11, and then to 12, and then to 14, and now 16? Oh, first of all, it's terrible for the Alliance. I don't know what's going to happen between that with the (laughs) Pac-12 and the Big Ten. But This is... It's it's a huge move. This is I I don't think we're done here because realistically, if USC and UCLA are joining the Big 10, like you said, the closest Big 10 school right now to those two in Los Angeles is Nebraska. I don't know if they want to join the conference thinking that they will be the only two West Coast teams in the conference in the long haul, so I wouldn't be shocked at all to see another couple programs, maybe Oregon or Washington Joining the Big Ten as a follow-up to this, but as far as the Big Ten, like Barrett was saying, I think that this is somewhat of a necessary move, considering what the SEC did by going out and getting Texas and Oklahoma. And I think if we go back to you know over a decade ago, to when conference realignment really started kicking into gear, that saw the Big Ten expand from 10 to 11 to 12 to 14, that saw the SEC expand to 14. Two Super Leagues has kind of been the most likely endpoint for this ever since that happened. And if you look at television deals and things that are going on, the SEC recently signed a very large television deal. The Big Ten is in negotiations right now for a new television deal that will probably see it getting even more money than the SEC just got. And you look at that compared to what the ACC, Big 12, and the Pac-12 have been able to get from their television deals or will be able to get – I think this is just a natural reaction. Big brands like UCLA and USC are going to want to join the Big Ten in order to survive in a college football future that is probably going to look a lot different than the college football past that we've become accustomed to. Okay,
0: so that's Tom Fernelli on CBS. Here's here's the thing, and I just want to follow up this with this point. Ben Hall makes a good one. This is the fear I had back in 2012 when Texas A&M and Missouri join the sec. Remember how wild it was to have Missouri in the sec. And now look, look how completely warped it's gotten. Look how, look how that's, I mean, that was when I was in, I think I was still in college when, uh, Missouri, it's not that long ago. Like it's within the last 10 years that Missouri and A&M have been in the league. And I think to look around at this stuff right now and to see how quickly it mutated, right. Again, all for the sake of television dollars, uh, Sean Anderson asks, I do understand the money grab element of it, but just wondering how this is going to go for the smaller market Big Ten college teams such as my Gophers. Do we stay or just leave? They're probably, you know, it depends how you rate. You know what I'm saying, Sean? Like, it? I, I mean, producer Reed is is laughing out loud. I don't know what's so funny. Uh, are you, read? I can't know you're talking to – if you're going to talk, put yourself on the screen. Nobody can hear you back there. I am in the sorry.
1: No, I have a tidbit for you that I just looked up. It is exactly 10 years to the day that Texas oh. A&M and, um, and Missouri joined. It was July 1st, 2012 is when they joined. So we are all, within a day of it being exactly the 10-year anniversary of them joining the SEC.
0: I'm going to have to you should tweet that tomorrow. I'll retweet. I should, exactly. So that's why I'm
1: laughing back here. It was ironic. <laughs>
0: good job out of you. All right, back to the shadows. Get out of here. Producer Reed, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So, uh, looking at the uh looking at the situation for a team like Minnesota, right? How do you rate? Do you do well on television? Are you pulling your own weight when it comes to the financials of this? Is is Fox not going to buy your rights because they're like, ah, eh, you know who, who we could do without. You know who could, we could really do without. Let's get down Minnesota. Like, what are we doing with Minnesota here? Let's 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 get rid of Minnesota and give me Oregon. Give me Nike. Give me the Ducks. Give me uniforms. Give me flashy, uh, flashy stadiums and great crowds. pac twelve after dark, but it's the Big Ten. It's the Big Ten. What past ten? I don't know what you call that. Um, I should probably coin that before somebody else does, and I can sell it back to whichever network tries to buy that right. Anyway, I it, it is it's really it's really a uh, it's a t- it's a tough thing for a lot of college football fans to swallow. Man, this sucks if you care if you care about any of the precedent or any kind of geographical interests in college football. College football, they wanted it to be a national sport. So what did they do? They nationalized college football, and now it's the NFL. I mean, that's what it is. These headlines are NFL-esque. I'm doing an NFL offseason worth of storylines in college football. This is exactly what the sport wants. And what stinks, if you're a fan, is it's not to serve you. It's not at all. to. I mean, maybe in some way, shape, or form, they can find a way to, uh, to spin it for you but it's not done in your best interest it's not done in your uh it's not done in your fan base's best interest or in your fan base's history or your history of rivalries or history of the sport all these different things no it's done for money <laughs> because everybody wants this giant pile of tv money especially when the streaming services start to get in on the bidding because amazon is now buying up live sports rights apple tv is getting into the live sports rights game it it cost apple nothing they threw like 2 billion dollars the other day the other day just to put mls on it's 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 not even a fraction of a of a of a stock point for apple it's it's just 2 billion god knows i mean we just came up on the 15th anniversary speaking of anniversaries it's the 15th anniversary of the iphone uh, in the last week 15th anniversary anniversary of the iphone you made, you made $2 billion in the first week of the iPhone. Like the Apple and Amazon don't care. It's going to come, it's going to turn into a completely different kind of bidding war and it's great for business, but that doesn't mean that it's great for the fan. I, I think the whole thing is really interesting and you know, it just makes me laugh when you see clips like, uh, when you see clips like what's happening now, because we haven't even gotten into the NIL money. Again, this is this is the real money. You want to talk about NIL deals? This is the real money that's being negotiated. They'll let you do your car dealership ads. They'll let you sling sweet tea uh, at Auburn if you want to. But if you try to get anywhere near their literal billions of dollars in television money, uh, 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 that's just that's a step too far.
2: It's pop. Oh.
0: Y'all, y'all getting a lot of money from these people behind these suites. Y'all decide to go play. Y'all getting a lot of money from the people who sit in those suites. If you decide to play here, welcome to Texas A&M. Woo! Unbelievable. All right, let's uh, <laughs> let's get into a, let's get into a weekend bounce back. This whole thing is just complete and total nonsense. Uh, before we do that, I need to ask you, first and foremost, who needs to bounce back the most in sports this week? And then I will tell you about our friends at the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage, GaryAshton.com. Gary's the don't sell without the intel guy. You know this. That's because you have to have the best intel if you're getting any kind of involved in the real estate market here in Middle Tennessee, real estate market anywhere. But if you're working in Middle Tennessee, you need the best intel in the area, you need the team that your favorite teams and your favorite late night streaming sports talk show uses that's the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at garyashton.com your dream address without the stress they've got you if you need to sell your home or if you want to sell your home you want to sell your home for more you do that at garyashton.com they will get you the intel to succeed to win the buyer battle and to cash in on your home equity right now gary ashton and the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage at garyashton.com. So who needs to bounce back in sports this week? Katie's burner account must be on fire this weekend, says Stephen King. Oh, the NBA. It was a it was a battle, it was a full-on battle for uh for the news cycle today. Because I'm I'm landing on the plane, I'm seeing, oh my god, USC and UCLA are in the pac 12, and then like three seconds later, oh my god, Kevin Durant wants out of the nets. Oh, my God, Kyrie Irving's trying to orchestrate a coup to get to the Lakers to go back with LeBron? What is happening in sports today? And then, of course, all the free agent crazy deals flying around in basketball today, too, just completely drowning the news cycle. It was nuts to see how much of this stuff just picked up and went crazy. But, yes, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, they're scheming again, and it looks like it's going to get even worse.
2: And Kyrie Irving is telling everybody he plans on going to L.A., meaning the Lakers, as soon as he possibly can. The likelihood is that you'll have to go through this season, and then when he becomes a free agent after this upcoming season is over, he plans on rejoining LeBron James in a Los Angeles Lakers uniform. They'll have about 70 to $80 million under the cap. They're going to use it on Kyrie Irving, or so Kyrie Irving has been convinced. LA
0: Kyrie, well, Stephen A, how do you feel about Kyrie in this latest move after Kevin Durant has decided, yeah, I want help too.
2: I feel that Kyrie Irving ruined the franchise. I feel ah! that all of this is his doing. If Kyrie Irving had shown up to work, if he had been a more consistent presence, then he'd still be in Brooklyn. KD would still want to be in Brooklyn. They probably might've won a championship or at least would have been knocking on the door again because we all know that Kyrie Irving is a spectacular talent. The fact of the matter is, is that when you hear you all know it, you cover the league. I know he and everybody close to him wants to blame me as if I'm the only one talking <laughs> about him instead of the entire NBA community. But that's okay. Everybody knows. Late practices, showing up when you want, leaving when you want, going to the locker room after the coach conducted a practice and pulling players out to bring them on the court and conduct your own practices, assuming that you know what, you were gonna play a significant role in who was going to be on the front office who's going to be on the roster etc etc instead of coming here to work every day and simply doing your job is something that became too drama filled mm-hmm. to the point that in the media capital of the world with the media descending down upon you they were looking at the Brooklyn Nets in a not so flattering flash- fashion and as a result guys like Sean Marks was taking hits Josiah was taking hits Kevin Durant and his legacy was taking hits so enough's enough everywhere you turn what is there to say so Sean Marks is saying, hell with all of that. I'm tired of all of these headaches, all the stuff they put me through. The worst thing I could possibly do is let Kevin Durant get away for little to nothing. I got to get the farm for Kevin Durant. Yep. And that is what Sean Marks is after. And all of this is because Kyrie Irving did the things that he did. And the franchise right now is up in flux because of the great Kyrie.
0: I want to know if Stephen A. Smith specifically requested that they zoom in on his face and then back out on his face and in on his face and then back out on his face. It makes it so much more real. Stephen A. is the GOAT, the greatest of all time, perpetually. We are not worthy. Every time, Stephen A. always brings it strong. Ruin the franchise, he said. (laughs) Oh, it's just so great. Yeah, the whole Brooklyn Nets, just
1: disaster.
0: It all needs to bounce back. Goodness, what a fun show. What a, what, a, what a batshit crazy news cycle. What an incredible time to be able to do the primetime show and to hang out with you guys. We always enjoy spending time with you. Back on radio tomorrow, we got Ron Slay to talk about this. We're going to talk about Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, LeBron James apparently, the Lakers and all the nonsense. We're going to talk about mega conferences. What Slay is a, uh, a former collegiate athlete. What he feels is going to be the result of this. We're going to have Coach Dave McGinnis to Titans Radio. We're going to talk to Coach Mack about the restructuring of conferences in college athletics and specifically what he hears from coaches in college football. And then we're going to have Chris Childers of SiriusXM on because Chris has been predicting college football doomsday since last July. He told you. He told you. And so we're we're going to bring him back tomorrow to take a, a victory lap that I don't think he's very happy about. Anyway. Always fun to spend time with you guys. Join us 10 a.m. tomorrow on the radio show. We got a 615 Sessions podcast with Teron Davenport coming to you as well. So for producer Reed and myself, we will see you Sunday night.